All right. Hey, folks. So um, today's podcast is going to expand over a range of different scenarios. Uh, and they're all related to people I've encountered recently trying to help them with various things, um, whether that's physique goals or even business goals. And um, there's a there's a running theme through all of these things. And that's kind of what I want to talk about. And I think it's quite relatable. So it's to do with it's to do with having patience in achieving your goals. Okay. Now, at the heart of it, I think when we're trying to achieve something, which is, which let's just be arbitrary, let's just say many people don't have. Okay. So that could be a great physique, a big lean physique, or it could be success in business. Okay. Because loads of businesses fail. Um, loads of people fail their physique goals. Loads of people fail their fat loss goals. In fact, it's, the 4th of February right now, and I imagine quite a few people are out there who have made some January's New Year's resolutions, which um, have been sort of thrown by the wayside. And um, I kind of want to address a particular mindset that people have, which hamstrings their ability to reach their goals. And um, I think when people are obsessed with the end result, it, it shifts the focus away from things that they should be doing more to sort of this head in the clouds view of what it takes to actually get those goals. The focus is very much on the end goal rather than the process it takes to get there. And um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I've encountered this quite a lot recently. So that's why I, and it's in, it's in all different scenarios. So I wanted to tie them all together and uh, just talk about how it can benefit us and things that I try and remember for myself as well and try not to get frustrated with. I mean, let's take the the most relatable one to begin with, and it's, um, it's diet, you know, diet and training. So I think so one of the conversations I've been having sort of repeatedly with, with one of my clients is he's coming from a background of um, – He's essentially yo-yo dieted for about 20 years now, or more than that. <clears throat> he grew up uh, as a fat kid, similar to myself. And um, he's basically yo-yo dieted for the entire time he's you know, tried to diet. <clears throat> and on top of that, his training practices haven't really set himself up for a good physique in his mid-range of his life. He's about 40 as well. So... There's a couple of things here, but they all stem from the same attitude, that attitude of sort of, one, obsessing over the end goal, two, getting bored with what he's currently doing, unless it's producing fast results, um, and three, just having a really poor approach regardless, a very, very short-term perspective. And um, in terms of diet, um, I think... This is where it, it, you see this quite a lot, particularly in sort of the industry I'm in. And you see people focusing on the end goal and it causes them to get frustrated. Now, here's, here's a number of the frustrations that can happen. Firstly, you can sort of get frustrated if your weight varies during the, the course of the week. Now, we know everyone who listens to my podcast should know that this happens organically. It happens naturally. So your weight will go up one day or go down one day. It's normal. You know, one day you could weigh a kilo heavier, and that could be quite simply from the fact that you ate later the day before. So you ate, you know, close to bedtime, 
and so your body is still processing the food. <laughs> that's that's very real. It's happened. It happens. I can eat late at night, and next morning I'm up by about a kilo or so. Like, doesn't mean I got fatter. It's just the weight on the scale is more because my body is still processing the food. Um, so we know that's nothing. And it's same with sort of salt intake and hydration. If you drink more water, I mean, I've had clients of mine tell me that they purposely drink less water because they want to see the scale moving. That's clearly not productive, right? Like we know that's not. You can't just dehydrate yourself into thinness. It doesn't work that way. But that's that whole obsession about the end goal, obsession about the result, rather than focusing on the process. So I think what happens is when you focus on the process over the end goal, you know you're hitting, ticking all the boxes and you can actually do things for a long enough period of time where you can then evaluate them. One of the most sort of problematic clients I get is these guys who they'll hit the diet for a day and then they'll wonder, well, why is my weight still holding still? Why do I not, why am I not feeling any thinner? They'll do training for two or three weeks and they'll want to change some things. So that short-term mentality, I think it really hampers progress and it has to be replaced with more of a long-term perspective and looking at the short-term day-to-day stuff as the process it takes to get there, as something that needs to be ticked off so that you have a reasonable amount of time over the course of a week, a month, whatever, to then evaluate the actual process you're doing. I think what happens with a lot of people is, people who particularly struggle with this type of thinking, is every day or even every hour for them is something to be evaluated. Now, this has a couple of sort of knock-on effects. But the first thing is it'll just drive you crazy. You know, It's the same people who um, will check their weight every morning and just get upset if it's, if it's not what they want. They'll start to evaluate the program. They'll start to post on Reddit, on Instagram, and say, what am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? And it's one day. I've seen people on Reddit who have uh, who have lost, say, seven pounds in a month, but the final week they've stalled and only lost one pound, and they'll say, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> it's, it's, but this is it. It's just that short-term mentality. It's crazy. And I think it's so damaging for because it seeps over into other parts of your life. And I think that's where the real danger is. I mean, it either it either seeps over into other parts of your life or it's just your personality and it's there throughout everything you know i think i think we all have it to a certain extent you know i think it's something that you hope you would grow out of because your experience will show you that it's not a good way to behave but a lot of people don't grow out of it they still have that short-term mentality and i think not only can it damage them in diet but it can also really damage them on everything else they're doing in life too so if we just stick with the diet stuff for a little while um yeah so i think you need to have a, a long enough period of time to actually evaluate a dietary approach. And if you are focused on the process and making sure all the boxes are ticked off on a day-to-day -day basis, it gives you a week, two weeks, three weeks of actual data that you can evaluate and go, okay, is this working or not? I think people who focus very much on the short term and the goals, what tends to happen is they want to evaluate too often. So they'll evaluate every week or every two weeks, or every three weeks, or, or even every day. And that causes them to have a high level of stress. And the stress is what then causes them to fall off the plan. So they think they're helping the situation by sort of constantly evaluating it. But ultimately, it just leads to a lot more stress for them. And, you know, a lot of times in life, there is no, you don't need to think about everything all the time. You just need to execute and allow enough time to pass so that you can evaluate the data that you've created and the result that you've gotten, whatever that result is. 
And I think people who sort of overly look at the end goal and then overly force these valuations from day to day, week to week, they tend to hamstring that because they cause themselves so much stress by trying to sift through data, which is essentially meaningless. Day-to-day data, particularly for body weight and how your physique looks is absolutely meaningless. It's um, it's it's still it's common in in uh, it's it's relatively common. I will have somebody say, oh, "I don't feel so good today." Later in the week, they'll say, "I feel great," you know, in terms of how they feel about their body, and they don't seem to sort of realize that that's a very counterproductive way to look at themselves. If they feel so strongly that they're outwardly expressing that, but if they're basing their entire mood state on how they look one day compared to how they look the next day, I think. It just strikes me as a very stressful way to live. And I, I tend to find that these people do get stressed out quite easily. And those tend to be the most stressful interactions I have with clients. These are the ones who are constantly evaluating. You can almost see them in their um, in their notes, in their sort of logs, just working themselves up over the course of the week to the point where they just want to explode. It must be a horrific way to live, to have so many conflicting thoughts and try to evaluate every single thing going on in life on a day-by-day, hour-by-hour basis. It's I just couldn't live like that. It seems horrific. So it's sort of like being a teenager and being in love, <laughs> you know. Um, you're constantly worried about whether the other person is reciprocating your love. You're constantly getting anxious. You're constantly getting jealous. But to be like that, you know, later in life for a self-improvement endeavor, I think is, it's, yeah, it's weird. <sighs> But then I also think to myself, well, where does this come from? And my thoughts are, it, it's likely a personality trait that has been um, has come about from birth, you know, not not from birth, maybe from childhood. I think, yeah, that's kind of. I read some research a few years back looking at um, obese children and how they sort of how they induce coping mechanisms when they're younger and then how that affects them when they're older. So I thought this is quite interesting. So the uh, the research said that because these obese kids, they tend to not have the smoothest interactions with people who they, their peers. So, you know, they might, you know, they might get bullied, for example. So, or people say mean things to them. What happens when they're younger is they tend to learn that not every social interaction is going to be productive or going to be nice for want of a better word so what they tend to do is they look at they look for pleasure in short-term conversations and short-term relationships because it's not guaranteed that they're going to get um, pleasure from a long-term relationship so like let's talk about friendships you know just at that age so with these kids uh, as is what is you know kids can be mean Right? They can be mean to each other. And a kid can be best friends with somebody one day and the next day they decide you know, that they're going to be horrible to them. And that tends to occur more in these kids who get bullied, which potentially one factor that they're getting bullied is that they're overweight, so they look different from everyone else. Right. So these kids who have grown up obese, they tend to have this um, view on the world and on people and on relationships that they don't really know how it's going to go on any given day. So they tend to look for short-term pleasure because if they're having an interaction with someone, they can't guarantee that their interaction is going to be great for the rest of the year, for the rest of the months, whatever. So they they can't really relax into this. So they have this really anxious mind state where they're looking to 
extract some sort of pleasure, whether that's social pleasure or whatever, from a situation and from a person, rather than relax into it and think, okay, I can relax with this person because they're a good friend of mine and they'll and history has told me that they'll consistently be good to me. They don't really have that. History has told them and has taught them that actually on any given day, the relationship could go sour and I might have to break it off to protect my feelings. And so that then bleeds on into later in life when they have interactions with people. They don't necessarily believe that those interactions are going to be long lasting. So they look for the short term reward, the short term pleasure. And this can then bleed on into other areas of life where they look for the short term reward rather than focusing on the long term, um, the long term sort of building and ultimately more rewarding relationship with either food or with people or whatever. I found that research very relatable, I think, because this is something I've fought against. <clears throat> Luckily for me, I discovered powerlifting when I was younger. And I think powerlifting specifically, rather than bodybuilding, taught me a lot because powerlifting was so focused on the squat bench and deadlift. So it taught me that, okay, I need to stick with this consistently to see some benefits. I wasn't going to conquer the powerlifting world within a year. And fortunately, when I first got involved, I didn't put too much pressure on myself. I just did a competition. And then I did another one about a year later. And it just helped me to have some consistency. I actually believe powerlifting saved me. Just knowing the people who I know now, having read the research I've read, I think I still did have some of those personality traits when I was younger. I think I still was quite um, flippant in a sense. But um, I think powerlifting helped me to see the value of long-term thinking rather than just short-term needs and wants, which I probably had from when I was a kid due to this type of behavior, learned behavior, which is detailed in that research. So anyway, let's go back to this, this guy I'm coaching. So I, I've tried to explain this to him and he sort of acknowledges that he gets bored very easily. And he, he gets my point. He understands these points that I'm making. Like, for example, you want to you know stick to a routine for long enough that you can benefit from it and get stronger and look at the the goal being to get stronger. He get he understands these things, understands the need for less frequent sort of changes. But then with all that, there's still a sense of he's pushing back because this is all he's known. This is how he knows how to behave. And he's never really addressed it in the same way that I have. So it's I think it's difficult to do that as well because basically he's probably had a series of of encounters and these types of discussions in his life where he's just gotten sort of angry, blown off, you know, gone off the handle, gotten angry and then ruined that relationship. And I think that's what he's used to doing, which, but the thing is that only, because it's quite easy to do if you have that mindset, like, well, screw you, you're a hater, you don't understand me, I think this is right, and then have a big argument and then you never speak to the person again. And you just think, oh, that person's crazy. But if you imagine doing that for 20 years and always being the problem in a relationship or a friendship or whatever because of this insistence on your way being the right way because of short-term gratification, you can imagine he'll land himself into a position where he's in his 40s and 50s where he's never actually had to sit and think through this because no one's going to be sitting there trying to evaluate him psychologically and, and he's not going to listen. Whereas this is what I've been doing with him and he's pushing back a lot like a hell of a lot, which I find interesting. Um, some of it's listening, some of it's pushing back a lot. Ultimately, I mean, I'm not, you know, a magician. I can't solve people's problems 
that quickly. But I feel like we're making progress. Um, yeah, I feel like we're making progress. I feel like he's understanding whether that can change, you know, decades of this type of personality trait and behavior is it's up for debate because he acknowledges full well he gets bored and that boredom is actually what has ruined his progress in the past so his ruin has been cause of his yo-yo dieting has been cause of the fact that he, he can't he's not very muscular even though he's been training for 20 years so he, he acknowledges all that but he still pushes back it's almost like the logical side of his brain can see and understand what i'm saying but his sort of for want of a better word, lizard brain, want to just react like that teenager, the fat teenager. Um, it's quite sad in a sense, um, but there you go. Now, in terms of uh, other things that I've, I've sort of, other ways that I've seen this type of behavior, I've also seen this behavior in, um, in business. And um, I think business is a particularly, particularly problematic one because, I mean, I'll just give you an example. It's setting up an online coaching business like I do. So, it's it's not easy <laughs> so i mean i've had no one in my no one in my family is um it has got their own business no one in my direct family has their own business i'm the only person who does so i while i've had sort of you know help and advice and support i've there's not been a precedent for me in understanding okay this is how you set up a business so i've just had to hobble things together but i guess one thing i did do very well was again apply the patience i think very early on i realized that what I needed to do was just be consistent and consistently do the week-to-week -week stuff. And as long as you know things were going well, then you know business would grow. And fortunately, it has. But um, I think it can be problematic for people getting into business because you could go six, seven, eight, nine months, a year, two years with hardly any clients, and then all of a sudden you could just blow up. I mean. I can recall when I first got into teach uh, to um, to coaching, I only coached one guy. That's it. Um, <laughs> I charged him a pittance. I mean, I was hardly charging him anything uh, per month, and he was my only client. I did a great job with him. I didn't get any more clients for I think about two years. You know, um, I coached him. We did a, we did a competition together. The results from that competition then led to a bunch of other, you know, again still a very small amount, but a small amount of other clients. And it sort of grew from there, but it it took five years before it was even something to like. It was even you know uh, like it could be even halfway dependable as an actual revenue stream. So and and that was just you know all all just organic growth, still ticking up all the boxes in terms of posting on Instagram, whatever my you know strategy was at the time, just executing the strategy day in day out, doing a good job, and just yeah, just waiting in a sense. You know, I didn't have a great deal of actual business acumen when I first started, so there was no aggressive advertising strategies. Um, so and now what I know is to, to grow the business even more, I just carry on following my plan day by day. And again, it's the case, it's the, the equivalent to dieting and fat loss is you're not looking at the end goal. So you're not looking at how many clients you want to take on and cap out with. You're rather looking at, okay, let's make sure i get through everything i need to do like today's friday okay um, i'm doing my podcast um i've also done a group email to everyone on my mailing list feel free to sign up to that if you like it's on uh you can sign up to that on my website fazif.com and you get an email from me every friday it's just information 
just like a something I, I want to talk about and like a, a quick tip kind of thing. So it's it's good. I mean, people people tend to enjoy. It. I get messages back from people, and it's, it's nice to interact. So I do that. I do that. I also did an in, in, Instagram post today. Wrapped up any client work, and I'm writing as well. So there, it's just taking off the boxes. I'm not sat here thinking, oh God, I wish I had more clients because one, it it's less energy focus to focus on the day to day, which is going to help. It's also it causes you to get more and more upset about things which ultimately you have not a great deal of short-term control over, which is how well your business is going. So you're essentially wasting energy in two different ways. It's a double whammy. You're giving yourself less energy to do things. You're also um, causing a higher degree of stress in yourself, which is going to prevent you from doing things long-term. So um, it's it's a lose-lose in every situation. So this is why on a day-to-day -day basis, I just try and tick off the boxes. And that is not dissimilar to fat loss. So, um, you know, just to sort of provide, I don't know, a lesson in all of this since we've been going for 21 minutes i think when you're performing a fat loss phase or you know what whatever it is whether it's fat loss or muscle gain literally whatever i think it's better to just establish a routine establish a pattern of things you want to do like okay this week i'm going to be at the gym four days my coach has laid me out this plan i'm going to execute that plan to the best of my ability i'm going to do that for a whole week i'm going to stick to my diet for a whole week and then at the end of the week when we do a check-in we actually have seven days of data to discuss that is a way to do things seven days a week is a reasonable amount of time to actually execute your plan and then discuss it and figure out well how has this week worked i think what you want to avoid is just hyper obsessing every day on how well your plan's doing or even multiple times per day it's it's highly problematic because there's nothing that you can even tell. There's no detail you can even tell in a day or two. Give it at least a week, execute the plan, and then have a frank and open and honest discussion with your coach. Say, okay, this is what's going on. Even in a week, you can't tell a great deal. It may well be a month before you really see, okay, wow, month is gone. I've dropped six pounds. Fantastic. You know, great. I've gotten stronger across all my lifts. Fantastic. Things are going well. That's a much more balance strategy because you've actually given enough time enough time has elapsed for you to see some benefit so going back to the beginning of the topic this is patience in achieving a goal be obsessed about the process okay be obsessed about your daily routine so that's what i'm work-wise that's what i'm obsessed with okay in fact, yeah, let me just, I want to touch on diet as well for myself and how that's changed for me too. But um, work-wise, that's what I'm obsessed with. I'm obsessed with ticking off all the boxes. I'm not sat here thinking, God, I wish I had another five clients or whatever, because it, it's you just don't have a great deal of control over that kind of stuff. You, All I'm trying to do on a day-to-day -day basis is do a good job. Like I aim to do a stellar job with my clients. That's my bread and butter. I aim to do a good job as much as time and energy allows with social media, podcasting, YouTubing, emails, all the kind of extra stuff that I do. Um, but the priority is doing a great job for my clients and getting all the rest of the stuff done on a day-to-day -day basis. I'm not, I don't want to be in a situation where I'm sat there just wondering about the, the growth of the business. Like there'll be specific points during the year where I'll sit down and go, okay, let's take stock. What's been working well? What hasn't been working well? And I'll probably have some of those thoughts throughout the year as well, but I'll I don't need to action them. I can just write them down. And that's what I encourage sort of clients who are very 
very thought heavy to do, just write them down so that, that you can sit and digest them for a while. I think too often thoughts, they don't all need to be addressed straight away. I think too often people think that as soon as a thought comes in their head, they need to communicate it. Oftentimes you need to be able to think about something, digest it, formulate the idea properly, and then discuss it or address it if needed. And it's the same with business and the same with fat loss. So I really would urge people to go on more of a long-term perspective when it comes to any large endeavor they're trying to achieve, whether it's a long-term physique transformation goal, whether it's patients in business, focus on what you can do on a day-to-day -day basis and the process that it takes to get to the end destination rather than focusing on the end destination. So if that's business and it involves, you know, doing a bunch of social media advertising stuff, making sure everything in your accounts is up to date, doing the actual bread and butter of your business on a day-to-day, -day, great, do that. If you have zero clients, okay, fine. Do what you can on a day-to-day -day basis in terms of your advertising. If you don't have a lot of money, fine. Do what you can for free. Instagram's free. You know, YouTube's free. You can start yourself a channel, start doing some posts, follow people, like posts. These are all things you can do for free on a day-to-day -day basis on a consistent schedule which you can stick to. And then that's it, because that's how it's done. There is there is no sort of, okay, God, I've this is I've made it moment. It's it's a growth process. And it's the same for fat loss. And as I say, the same for business. So um, yeah, the same for muscle building. Probably more so for muscle building, because you have to be that much more patient. Anyway, this is quite a long sort of rambling one, but um, it's just some personal experience on things. I'd be interested to hear what you guys think of this. Obviously, this is all going out on podcast platforms, but um, feel free to DM me on Instagram about what you think. Leave a five-star review on iTunes if you can. That would be good. And um, yeah, subscribe to my mailing list for more sort of emails every Friday from me. But I will see you guys next Friday and we'll talk about another topic. Also, if you have any topics for me to discuss, that'd be great too. What I normally do is I get on and I, I, I discuss a topic that's been relevant for me during the week. That's kind of my usual thing. So yeah, I'll, uh, I'll speak to you guys next week. All the best.